Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. So let's bring her out. A star attraction. The one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. Hey everyone, welcome to Kill Me Now. I'm Judy Gold, your host. And today is an exceptional, wonderful, incredible episode. I have been dying, dying. And it, like it's been going on for years where, oh, yeah, 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 I'm going to do it. Yeah, I'm going to do it. No, I'm going to do your podcast. I'm going to do it. Uh, well, James is away. No, I can't. Well, uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, hmm. the dynamic duo, Seth Rudetsky wow. and James Wesley. Now, this is the Jew bell. So anytime anything remotely Jewish is mentioned, the bell goes off. Okay, well, we have a dog, so it's going to be really fun. She's going right. to start barking. Right. Oh, you injured your baby. I'm not going to mention um, anything you know what-ish. And, and the bell, by the way, is situated right between Judy and Seth. Not me, I noticed. Right. So, well, you can, you right, can you're not Jewish. <laughs> but, well, apparently, supposedly, I am. My yes. grandmother told me a couple of years before she died. Yes. <laughs> that what her, she said? That her mother's mother was Jewish. So your grandmother's mother. So my mother's 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 mother was Jewish. So that means you're a Jew. Right. Now, who but knows we don't if it's know. true? Yeah, we don't know if she was hallucinating or not, but but she did say it. <laughs> she did say it. Well, who's going to say that if it's not true? That's what I kind of think. Right. Yeah. So that's that's it's not like we're the, the most beloved people in the world. <laughs> no, dear. <laughs> it is true that <laughs> Judy has been asking us to do this for it feels I like forever. Know. I'm sorry. It's just that you have ADD like I do. It's hard to schedule things. I can't things. take the ADD. Do you take anything for the ADD? You know, I've tried no. it and the ADD makes me. I hear that. That's James's anger that I don't do it. Right. My problem is my ADD. I'm so impatient because it's like you have to wait five weeks and maybe right. you'll feel different. I'm like, nope, if I don't feel it that day, I'm not taking it. Right. Here's the thing. What? I did write the book and I had to take Ritalin. When you every read the day. book or you wrote the book? Wrote, writing the book, I had to take Ritalin. <gasps> oh, because there's a new book coming out. Yeah. So it was like oh. constant, um, you know, like fo I had to focus. I had to do a lot of reading and a lot of like, I have to write this chapter, I have to write it and write, you know. So it did help. Right. But I also drink 95 cups of coffee a day. Do you do that? Uh, I drink two cups of coffee in the morning. I, I think Ritalin, I did try it once and it helped me. I think it may give me a splitting headache. Does it give you a headache? Oh, that's interesting. I got nervous that I got a splitting headache from it. I, You know what happened? I would like crash at like, you know, five o'clock. I'd be like, and then crash at five o'clock. Uh, listen, I don't know if I really, James really thinks he need medicine. James, why do you think I need ADD meds? Because what, how does the ADD, see, I more have the see, flare. I, I wish Elisa was here because <laughs> she is constantly with the, you don't understand what it's like to live with someone with, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Well, by the way, James also has ADD, you but do? it's a lower level. I, I have a lower level, but, but that it drives is true. Did you get it? Did you get it? Diagnosed? Diagnosed? Um, yeah, I? I actually, I did. I did buy a psychiatrist like about eight or nine years ago. I, and I take Ritalin on occasion. I take when, the like, XR, really extended release. Oh. Yeah. But I know what Seth, you're talking about regarding the headaches because that was an issue. I think the main reason why I need ADD is because I just get angry really quickly. It dissipates five seconds later, but anything irritates me. I know oh, you my God, same. I was going to say, I know you can't identify Judy. No, that's oh, No, thing. it's bad. It's so bad. Yeah. And like like when I you answered right away. When I'm at the gym and I'm done and I have to stretch, it's fucking torture. Oh, my God. Torture. Wait, that's so funny. That I know. I get yelled at every time I'm on my train. Like, I know, but doing? it's like I can't. Like it's these so people boring. that sit around... And are like, 
like, um, no, I can't. I, I got to do something. Right. Yeah, I don't have the patience. That's why I would take medicine to help me stretch. Really, because like that's <laughs> right. Where my well, body good. Is. That's a good that's reason. interesting. But that and, and the anger is like you know getting on a subway if someone's in front of me. Like, oh my I'm, god! It's just like get the fuck out of my way. I know. You know what? I can't. These are kill me now, mamas. By the way, but you know what fucking yeah. pisses me? I can't. When you're walking down the street and someone inf- is walking in front of you, looking at their phone, like. <laughs> Going extra slow or going up the stairs in the subway, oh, the looking at, and I'm just like, move. But I literally say move. But don't you do that too? No. You don't no. walk and look at your phone? No, I cannot. Oh. Seth does. I won't. I think I sort of do. I'm like, oh, just for this one minute, and then six boss go by. No, I can't do it. So I'm the and I angrily wait for him at the top of the no. stairs. No, and you subway. know what else I do? Oh, I, that's a new information. Yeah. For Seth. <laughs> Why is this about my ADD? Let's go. No, no. All right, here's the no, other thing true. I do, and then we'll start with you know whatever. But uh, this is the other thing I do. If someone's walking down towards this, towards me down the street, looking at their phone, mm-hmm. I stop and go like that. And oh, I you just wave your wave, hands, wave, frankly. Wave, oh, that's a good idea. Or I stop and I'm like, wait, just anybody. It doesn't matter who it is. If because, you're about to bump into me, right. Because you're fucking looking at your phone. Go fuck yourself. Well, remind me for Kill Me Now moment. James knows what I'm going to bring up. So anyway, we'll talk about it later because I have my own thing I'm going to bring up. But I'm going to save it for Kill Me Now. All right. So, Seth. um, Yeah. I don't know a lot about you and growing up. And is that on purpose? No, I actually wrote. I mean, you did the Rhapsody and Seth. Yeah, wrote a whole entire show. Um, (laughs) By the way, if you don't know Seth, I I don't even know how to describe. Writer. Composer. No, not composer. Musician. Yeah, you are. I, okay, a little bit. All right, bit, a little but bit. But not a real um, composer. Musician. Musician, yes. Um, Comedy writer, musician, actor, radio host, and um, producer. as Lasmin producer. producer. Activist. Christine Petty loves saying Lasmin Ali. Activist. 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 And then, James, what would you call yourself? Seth's husband? I'm <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, yes. You're a producer. And you're an actor. Producer, actor, writer. Yeah. And actually, activist. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah, the only thing not, and musician Uh-oh. is a singer, just not as a piano player. Right. But we're, yeah, we're kind of the Mandy's same thing. Mandy's joining us. Mandy, Mandy by the way. Mar- Mandy, Mandy Bell. Can I ask, is Mandy like this with everyone? Um, she's, she has no boundaries, so I guess yes. Oh, she's I want her to be special, Mandy. But she's my, well, not, she usually calms down, so she must love it's, you extra. It's well and the bell. Apparently, Mandy, I got to have the, uh, oh God, here goes everything on the floor. All right. So you grew up in Woodmere, Long Island. North Woodmere. What does that mean? What's the distinction? You know what? It's just another town. Woodmere is a different town. It's North North Woodmere. We didn't have our own mailbox. It's uh, such a boring story. But anyway, my, my, my... Sixth grade teacher was a big anti-Semite, was always saying North Wimmer doesn't really exist. It's really Valley Stream. And um, we'd always have a big fight. And then he said, Jews. I told him that <laughs> I told him that Nazi guards would throw babies in the air yeah, and yeah. shoot them. And he was like, no, they didn't. It was Mr. Harper, <gasps> Mr. William Harper. I still remember him. Wayne Hated him Harper? so much. William Harper. And he's recently, I found him on Facebook, oh. crazy, crazy anti-Hillary. He's a horrible person. Really? Sixth, this is sixth grade sixth teacher? teacher? Yeah. I don't know how it came Wait, up with the Wait, and your mother didn't go in? And Are you kidding me? No, she, well, my mother talks to talk. Oh, no, not my mother. <laughs> my mother's my like, mother I'm going to tell off. him. It's a lot of what she's going to tell him, and then like something comes up, and then six years pass. Right. Okay, so you're no, what number in your family? Number four. Of five? No, four. I'm, I'm the baby. I'm still treated like the baby, even though right. I'm 31. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> I'm the baby of the family. I'm the baby, too. And my brother and sister treat me like I'm like... Yeah. Retarded. My sister literally <laughs> bought me a bath mat. Like, I know you never buy yourself a bath mat. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I've like lived in an apartment for years. Right. It always to this day treat me like I'm Your sister Nancy? Nancy did it, yeah. Nancy, Jew. Yeah, oh <laughs> she's yeah. She's really Jewy. Yes. No, and she's... your mother's really Jewy. <laughs> yes. What about your other sister? Beth 
I mean, no, they're all, they're all their version of Baal Shuva, as we say, right. which means like, you know, newly Orthodox, but they've got their own version of it. You right. know, it reminds me of, do you remember that hilarious, who's that gay, uh, that gay comic, um, part of Funny Gay Males, the, the Jewish one, Jaffe oh, Cohen. Oh, Jaffe Cohen. He always said that his mother evolved Jewish-wise, and after a while, her version of fasting on Yom Kippur was having a tuna melt without the cheese, which I thought was so <laughs> hilarious, and I so identified. <laughs> Because it was a sacrifice. That's so funny. <laughs> it's a great joke. Um, okay, so yeah. you, it, your parents were married for how long? My parents were married for 23 years. They got divorced when I was, they literally, they told me at nine they were going to get divorced, but they quote unquote were waiting for my bar mitzvah. Ding. So at 13, they finally got divorced wait, after 23 you're years. you're nine. They're like, we're getting divorced, yeah. but we're going to wait. Yeah, so I had to live with them so for four, four years. four years, and they hated each other? Oh, it was horrific. Yeah, they completely hated each other. But I guess as a favor to me, they stayed together for oh four years. Oh, my God. It was horrific. But wow. you know what? I always say, and I always believe this, you can only deal with your own family. Like James tells me about his childhood, and I'm like, 100% on no level could I have ever dealt with that. So every headache thing that happened to me, I could deal with, but I'm sure I couldn't have dealt with anyone else's childhood. That's so amazing. It's true. I just but think, like, was I, your ha- like, if you walked by your house, or would be like, oh, that's those are the Rodetskis, and they're so great, and they're, would, would that be? I don't, think, I don't know if they say we're so great, but they go, oh, they're, they're all musicians, they all play. Like, at my, my bar mitzvah reception was at was in my house, and then we all entertained, and Beth- Oh my God, that's so the fucking um, sound of music. Yeah, so Beth sang What I Did For Love. I think I sang back away, it was like, kiss today, goodbye, and point me towards tomorrow, and I was like, let's go far away. <laughs> that's oh my backup God. part. So yeah, we all performed <laughs> together. So I think they all knew that we all sang and played instruments and stuff, definitely. And who do you get the music from? Both, really both parents. My- Father was an amazing harmonica player, actually. Like, super, both of them have no training, but super, super talented. Right. Father, amazing harmonica player. My mother, great musician, great actress. Her uncle was a famous comedy writer, and Beth just found this picture of him. Yuki Sheeran was his name, a picture of him and Lucille Ball together. Wow. Lucille Ball is not Jewish. I know, but, there. You, but that, Yuki that was. fucking name is so But where was, where, where was it? Like in the castle or something, no? Oh, U.S. Ocean. You know, I don't even know. He worked, he, he just did comedy writing everywhere. So he was like a big, famous comedy person. So anyway, I got it from both sides. Now, when you were nine and your parents told you they're getting to, were you upset? Bye. I was like, get out. Because they were fighting all the time. I was like, Mike, please, God, get divorced. I hated that they were together. All they did ever did was fight. Did they stay in the same room for the four years? Yes. That's fucking wow. stupid. It was just nonstop that fighting. That is ridiculous. Well, I don't know if my mom really wanted the divorce. And I, and I, in a sense, I think my dad, James always says it. It's like, I think my parents really did love each other. And it's that whole pre-therapy where no one knew how to get along. Right, right, right. You know, so I think they really did love each other. And they were, quote, unquote, trying to work it out. But it was just nonstop screaming. But, you know, I know with my parents, it was like... There was such gender role playing, you know, like he works. My Mm. mother worked, too, but it was like she does that. But my father actually wasn't like a guy's guy. I mean, he loved he was born in 1916, but he played the Mm. violin and he loved the opera. That's kind of very Jewishy. Right. And he loved his gardening. And, you know, it's not like he ever he always wore a button down shirt. I never saw him in a T-shirt or a tank top or, you know, it was. Oh, I did. My father was always a gentleman. My father was always passed out. He didn't drink, but always would fall asleep on the couch with an iceberg lettuce next to him because he would actually eat just big things of iceberg lettuce. And I remember they were fighting what? about money. I don't know why. He would like <laughs> hold an iceberg lettuce in his hand and take a bite bite out of it. Like an apple? Yeah. And then it was a lot of screaming like, we don't have money because of the lettuce. I remember that. Being wow. Screamed my father. <laughs> we don't have money. 
because of the lettuce. I didn't even know what was. That's fucking hilarious. So I would see him in t-shirts like whatever. There there was not gender role stuff. My mother had like a super great job. There wasn't gender stuff. Two master's degrees. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, my mother was very highly educated. And so was, and my dad was too. So anyway, there wasn't that gender stuff. I think. Yeah, my mother um, had like an associate's degree. In what? English? uh, No, she was a secretary. I don't know. She went to. Whatever. Her brother was killed, and then she. Oh, right. That's part of your amazing. And so it was right when she was going to go to college, and she ended up. Staying. Well, people in those days didn't really go to college. Right. It was but like my a- my aunt did. My mm. aunt and my grandmother went to college. Wow, really? she was born in 1896, and my, oh my grandfather gosh. went was an engineer and an architect, and my father was an account, a CPA, and a lawyer. Oh, I come from like a long line of no education. Oh no, uh, education. Wow, all that's over. incredible. Yeah, really smart. Like one of my my mother's uncles cured pellagra. Uh, and it's cured so much I've never even heard of it. Yeah, it's, it was. It start. You know, it was a. All these people in the South were dying. Wow. And it was. And they thought it was contagious. And he went down and made himself a guinea pig. <gasps> and he um, got the. And it turns out it was all malnutrition. And wow. so, like rickets, those kind of things. Yeah. So he pellagra was the disease, and he cured. But he his. Oh my gosh. His stuff also cured, helped to cure malaria. Like his findings were very, and so anyway, he worked for the U.S. government and he died um, young. And the wife, not Jewish, the wife (laughs) petitioned um, Congress because she was his assistant for for a pension or something. And that's how they got, that was the first pension. A groundbreaking case. Yes. Oh my God, I'm such from, the the wife wasn't Jewish, it was very Shonda. Anyway, now, and, and, and you were- Yes. Gay, 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 growing up. Like, I knew you I was were, gay. You, right. But but were you, and you were tortured? Um, You know, please. I, we're watching that TV show, Cheer, which is amazing. And I think people were a lot more tortured than I. Of course, to me, I was tortured. But looking back, I, I was never beaten up. I was just made fun of. I was called gay all the time. And I always say this, like, you know, we were called, Judy, you too. Like, you're called Jewish, but your parents tell you being Jewish is amazing. So, right. yeah, you're kind of made fun of, but it's like. By the way, I wasn't really in my neighborhood. Everyone was Jewish. But I knew that people didn't like Jews, but I didn't care because it was amazing to be right. Jewish. But when you're called gay, you're like, oh, my God, it is the worst thing in the world, everyone says. And I I am it. So like, if someone goes, you're a fag, I couldn't go, no, I'm not, because I was. So I was right. like, I'm something they're calling me, and it's the worst thing. So I, I probably felt worse about it. It wasn't like I was tormented, tortured by them, but I think I felt really bad about it because everyone said being gay was so bad, and I knew right. I was gay. Well, no, like I knew – when did you know, James? Um, I would say probably age five. Yeah. I, I think I was like three and I was like, there's something different about me. <laughs> and I didn't know what it was. You don't know what it is. Right. Right. And then I was like, oh my God, I had to, you know, I'd, ha- I'd get a friend. And I'd be like, I have to see her every minute of every day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Right. And it was, and I never wanted to do the shit that they did. I just wanted to mow the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was, and I was with, like, I'm going to shovel outside, or I'm going to, yeah. I just wanted to hang out with my phone. I really had no, I had no dolls. I had cars and tracks, and wow. like, yeah, I just no desire. Um, and I made it. I'm not telling you what I, I made everyone call me because that's going to be the end of my life with you. Butch Ringo. Wait, Ringo. Ringo. 
As in Ringo Starr? Yes, Ringo or Robert. Though yeah. I was like, you have to call me. <laughs> Wait, Robert, that's pushing it. Because Ringo is sort of gender Ringo, neutral. Right, Ringo's gender Robert's is on the nose one of my cousin. Name. One of my cousins still calls me Robert. I want to fucking kill Wait, her. That is so funny. I know. How old were you when you said, by the way, call me Robert? Oh, like six. I had, and I was like, I'm cutting my hair off. I mean, it was just so, you know, that's why this whole, I have mixed feelings about trans kids because- I really wanted to be a boy and I used to go home. I was a latchkey mm-hmm. and I'd go home and I'd go and through my father's clothes and put on suits mm-hmm. and stuff and walk around mm-hmm. the house in a tie or whatever. And like, I really, you know, but I want to be, a, I'm like, I'm happy being right. a woman. Right. But don't you, so you're saying are some of these I, kids I, going I, through a transition like right, you did. Where you're acting out. Right. You're like, oh, you don't, you don't quite get it. Mm-hmm. You identify this way. Right. But did you but, feel you were a boy? I think that's the No, difference. that's the difference. I never was like, where's my cock? Right. Right. You know, I was like. You, by the way, we're going to beat that out, right? No. <laughs> um... <laughs> Hey, everyone, you know, one of my favorite things in life, if not my most favorite thing in life, which, yeah, it's arguably my most favorite thing in life besides my kids, and is food and eating. Eating is my favorite activity. And eating is better and easier with Factor. Factor, I'm telling you, I tried their stuff. It is delicious. It is great. It is high quality and they are, when I say ready to eat meals, they're ready to eat in two minutes. They're not frozen. They're never frozen. They're chef crafted, dietitian approved, and literally you heat them for two minutes. Every week you have over 35 options to choose from. They have calorie smart, protein plus, keto. I just did chef's choice. 60 or more add-ons that you can stay fueled up. They had these juice shots that were incredible. These are restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat when you are ready to eat. That's it. And they're really good. Elisa loved them too. There's no prep. There's no mess. I've tried a lot of these different kinds of meals. Factor is amazing and so convenient. It's so great to get home from a long day of like schlepping around and knowing you have this delicious meal waiting for you in the refrigerator that takes two minutes to heat up. And you can pause, you can reschedule your deliveries at any time. It is a great solution for those nights and days that you're looking for fast, great, delicious options with no cooking required. Okay? And factor is less expensive than takeout. So what are you going to do? Because I'm telling you, you have to believe me. I never lie. Factor is amazing. You're going to head to factormeals, F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash Judy Gold 50, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, five zero. Okay. Judy Gold 50. And use code J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D five zero, Judy Gold 50 to get... 50% 50% off. That's code JudyGold50 at factormeals.com slash JudyGold50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome. 
were you popular? No, no, dear. No. I was. I I did have friends. I, I was. I didn't know what popularity was until I went in eighth grade to summer camp, musical theater summer right. camp, used in, and I was just sort of, not really a yes, Jew camp. Jew, there were Jews, Jews there. Go to camp. Yeah, but this was an arts camp. It was definitely. Much, much fewer Jews thing right. than in my high school. But um, I was surrounded by other kids like me that love musical theater. And like during our our music, we were doing Jacques Brel is Alive and Well and Living in Paris, totally inappropriate. And our music director was like, you kids are too young to learn the harmony. And I was like, what? So I gathered all the kids during lunch and I would teach the harmony. So that was the kind of, first of all, it was boundary breaking as usual. Right. But also like, I had friends in the end of the summer, the last day, everyone saying, you've got a friend. And we were sobbing. Like, I, oh, yeah, I can't. First time. <laughs> the drama. But, because, I but I also get it because I was like, I'd never been surrounded by kids I wasn't right. afraid of. It was right. like the first time I wasn't afraid of everybody. So, but I was not really popular in school. Like a little tiny group of theater kids were all smarty pants. And then I had to avoid everybody else and shut down emotionally walking down the hall. I tried to just be invisible all the time. Right. I did that. I did that. It was really hard because I got called Bigfoot and Sasquatch. Like literally uh. every day like i couldn't even walk into class late it would be mm-hmm. like because there'd be eyes screaming. on you screaming uh, where are the teachers i'm still wondering uh, where the teachers unbelievable. are unbelievable and i tried out for the basketball team in seventh grade and the coach told me i was too tall for the team it wouldn't be fair to the other players oh wait that's hilarious um i was so i started playing clarinet when i was nine and then to be popular girl no, i don't I know who told you that music oh, okay. and then um and then i audition for the play like I wanted to be on stage and they were like you know you can be the head of the mission and guys and dolls that's a really funny part Sarah Arvide were yeah it was only because I was fucking gigantic I was six <laughs> feet tall and then I couldn't get in any other place um it so was it wasn't awful. really a lesbian and thing it was a tall thing it was tall yeah I mean it was it was and I was gigantic I mean, look at me. I'm gigantic. But like in the 70s, you know, I was taller than my teachers. I was taller than the kids' parents. I was six feet at 13. It was like ridiculous. And I would see myself in the band uniform like someone would take a photo. I'd be like, no wonder they. It was just it was hell. (laughs) It was fucking hell. And then there was this group of Jewish kids in my neighborhood. We called them the Click, And they were so cunty. Right. Of course. And my mother. You know, my mother was born in 1922 and my father, and they were all, my mother's like, they all hate us. Everyone hates the Jew. Judith, you don't understand. The minute you leave the room, they call, and you know, I was like, ma, you're paranoid, you're paranoid, you're paranoid. So she wanted me to hang around with these Jewish kids, but they were so cunty. Mm. So I didn't have a lot of Jewish friends, which really... Yeah, James you know. doesn't understand that because I said I grew up being like, make sure you have a passport because right. when the Holocaust comes, right. you can leave the country. Right. Like, I grew up like, with that. They all yeah, like the hiding of your, you know, make sure there's some place to go. Yeah, it, where did you grow up? I grew up in Texas. So try being gay in Texas. That's what I, and, I thought. And it was was that. it what, like? What did your parents do? Well, it was just I was raised by a single mom, and so my mom and Wouldn't I lived you with my ever grandparents. Know your father? No, did Fuck not know him. my father. He's a fucking asshole. Growing up, and um, but um, but my what's interesting is something I ta- I've been talking about actually in the last few days that I realized that no one in my family I was really close to my mom and her sisters and my cousins. I never heard anything said negatively about gay people. 
from those people from any of my relatives my grandparents and we had like my mom had a first cousin who was gay and i heard about him when i was 11 or 12 and i went and stayed with him for a week because we had talked on the phone and we really hit it off surprised now we know why but um but no one everyone was really positive it was all the evangelical christians who grew up around who were the ones that i was getting the negative stuff yeah they were the ones obsessed but i was fortunate that no one in my family was like that. Interestingly, I didn't grow up around anyone Jewish, but my, and I think this is my reason why I've always been attracted to- Why he married me, basically. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, gay Jews is my first crush was with like the only Jewish Jew? kid. Oh, and what was his, his name? name was Darren Eugene Leitner. What the fuck was he doing in that town? Well, his parents were divorced. And so, and so he was living with his father. Did he have and a bar mom- mitzvah? I think he did. Yeah, wow. I didn't go to it though. Oh, that's too bad. You would. I think we both had like two. We had we had an unrequited crush. Is but, he gay now? Unfortunately, sadly, he died of AIDS in, in his early twenties. Like right, yeah, and what's sad? What's sad is because I came out late. How old? Like 24, 25. Mm-hmm. And I found out that he was sick when I, we were, because we were the same. He's a year older than me. So he was 23 and I was 22. And my friend had called me and said, I really think Darren, Darren wants you to call him. And I, uh. and he was with a partner at the time. And he, and I talked to his partner and he had, Darren had died the night before. Because <gasps> uh. I thought, oh, oh my that's, gosh. That feels good. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, remains one of the most devastating moments was because it was before cell phones. So like my friend, my friend had literally like, because long distance was expensive. We were all poor. had sent me a letter, you know, so I got a letter. It was like, Darren's about to die. Let me send this letter. She sent me a letter is how I found out. Uh, And then I immediately called. And then people don't understand. Like, I feel like that was not that long ago. I'm upset. I literally was saying to myself, how did I make plans with anybody before cell phones? Right. Like you actually just showed up. You had to trust people. I'll meet you at seven here. I remember once I was um, up for a TV role and they were like, and I was supposed to leave for, I went to the network and then I was supposed to go on a gig in North Carolina for the weekend. And I was leaving right after I went to the network and the agent was like, go home and sit with your, your bags. And if you get this, you have to start tomorrow. And if oh, you don't, wait for the phone call. Because right. You, you know, I sat no there oh waiting God. and oh. waiting. I canceled that gig in North Carolina because oh I got the thing. God. But they never had me back. But it doesn't matter. But right. it was just Wait, so like, you lost a North Carolina gig and you didn't get the TV show? No, I did get the TV show. Oh, well, show. that's a good idea. Right, right, right. Oh, okay, but okay. it was just like that. No, you had no you choice. You had to go home. Right, right. And, and, you know, and when I, you know, even when I was doing stand up, if you were late, if you were stuck on the subway or you were in a cab and it, you know, you couldn't call the you couldn't club. get in touch with anybody. And so I've told the story many times on the <laughs> podcast, but so at Catch a Rising Star, they hired two people to be the backups and we would sit at the bar in case someone didn't show up and we got 50 oh, bucks because that's what a set. Like the understudies. Yeah. yeah. And the two backups were me and Chris Rock. <laughs> and you both have, have equal careers. Shut the fuck I'm up. I'm just trying to say. Shut up. He's so mean. Uh, what? Being honest. You have to be mean. You, you know, like, he just oh, loves brother. being mean. I don't know what game okay. you're playing. Now, yes. now, um, yes. so you, how old, how, how old was your oldest sibling? Like, how much older than Beth you? Beth is 10 years older. Michael was nine years older. Nancy is six years older. So there's like a big, it was like the three of them and me. Right. And I would say, like, you know, we. So you were a mistake. 
You know what? That's what Nancy would say. When, uh, but I don't think I actually, I think actually, quite frankly, I think Nancy was. I don't think really? I was. Yeah. Sorry, Nancy. But you know what? Even if I were, it's so funny. Like that never bothers me. It's like, I, I'm glad my parents had sex. And it's right. like, so what if I was a mistake? I don't right. So yeah, it doesn't bother me. Um, but it would be like, they would play games like tag and they would say, they didn't answer their friend. Seth is playing, but he's too young, so it doesn't count. So I would just be running around, and no one would try to tag me. <laughs> you know that was that was them being nice to me. I'm like, but it's not nice. Oh, I'm my just, kids, oh, my siblings were it. so mean to me, so fucking. Oh, mean. they were very nice to me. Oh no, awful. Were you you were the youngest. They were mean right. To you? They they were a year apart. And oh, then that's they were why five oh, and that's... four years older than me. Okay. They're... Plus, I was like taller. Than, I mean, by the time it was it was awful. But they hated me. They fucking hated me. <laughs> no, my siblings were great to me. Nancy was like my mother. She. She used to call me her little monkey. I'd ride on her back. I, I slept in her bed like for years. Like we were almost roommates. Like, right. yeah, I was super close to my siblings and I still am. Oh, I love this story. My Mandy, Mandy. Right. Mandy, right. Mandy, I have Get to look down. at my notes. So you grew up in a secular Jewish family. Yes, ma'am. And then your- um, I, grew up sec- I grew up secular. Right. Total- I was bar mitzvah. So were you kosher? No, 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 very secular. Oh, like, okay. like, did things on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, like, super secular. Like, very, like, we're Christian. Well, you said Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. I know, I was going to say Christian, so you didn't think right. it. No, we were, we were acknowledged we're Jewish, and, like, I really? felt very Jewish, and, like, like I said, bar mitzvah, but, like, beyond 100% not observant. And then when I was 19, my brother died of a drug overdose, and the whole, like, the rabbi's wife, the representative, representative Esther Young Rice, I was in college. I guess super Jew. Out. Okay. She was, I was in college, but she really helped my family. And I think you feel very lost when someone dies. And I right. think she really helped with how to mourn. And because it just, it kind of, I think you just feel so out of control. And I think because she gave this sort of like, you do this, you do this. It really helped my sisters and my mom figure out how to sort of function in life. Right. So they became basically religious All while I was at them? Oberlin. Yeah. Beth, Nancy, and my mom. Wow. And, and what about your dad? Well, what's interesting is that he almost was sort of mocking it. And then he got remarried to Gloria, and now it's a lot. Jewish, yeah. And now it's a lot of like, you know, we we're at the sisterhood last week, and I was served a brisket. I'm like, <laughs> oh really? Because like when my because when Mama was getting religious, right. it was a lot of like, right. I don't want to come over on your Shabbos. And now right. it's a lot of like, did you know that Netanyahu? And anyway, whatever, <laughs> it's fine. So they, so then, so Nancy stayed, you know, pretty much super. Jew. I mean, they basically all kind of stayed super Jew in their own way, but right? Like, but not annoying super Jew. And uh, then I sort of did for a little bit, and then I faded out. I grew up. Jewy Jew. Well, you didn't grow up. You didn't grow up full Batshuva like Shadel, but you grew up like kosher and. Oh, my mother was super Jew. Um, yeah, but she, she did things Friday Jew. nights. I mean, you would still go out on Friday. No, nights, we went you? to synagogue on Friday night. You, so you didn't even watch TV? No, we did. We would go. We would drive to synagogue. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you know what I mean? And we had a we had a sukkah. We had. Oh, so you yeah, were like you were. My mother was very. My mother pretty good. Didn't go, you know, girls didn't go to Hebrew school. So she grew up on 94th Street and she would go and sit in the boys' Hebrew school class. Oh, so, she was, so she was the Yentl she of- was, the Apparently Yentl. everyone else in the family, because they all grew up on the Upper West Side, everyone in the family was like, Ruth's coming, get rid of the bacon, or Ruth's coming, you know. <laughs> she was like the Jew police. And then my grandmother, I don't know, she must have been like 90, and I went to visit her, and she was at the Hebrew home in Connecticut, and we, I, I took her to this diner. <gasps> and um, First mistake, not kosher. Oh, no, she didn't care. Oh, we oh. would go to the diner, um, and um, we sat down, and she goes, I'm going to order something. 
and don't tell your mother. And she ordered a BLT. BLT. And I was oh. like, oh my God, because I hadn't even had bacon. Oh, anything. wow. I remember yeah. I went to Yeshiva for my first two years of school. No way. Like, yeah. And I remember like, I did see a TV show on a Friday night once and I remember freaking out on Monday. I was in first grade. I was like, oh my God, what if somebody knows? What if somebody knows? Like, I mean, I was, I definitely was, you not brainwashed, but you really get really scared to break right? into those you rules. Think that it's going to, wow. yeah. You're going to wow. die. And it's then bad. I begged my parents to get me out of yeshiva because I actually would have stayed if not for the fact that there was no artistic, there was no music, there was right. nothing. And I was like, and I was a kid that loves music and I begged them I said please like I've got to do something and then as soon as I in third grade I went to public school and I was in the chorus and all that kind of fun stuff happened thank god by the way Smarty Pants James skipped second grade how about that you did (laughs) yes (laughs) I know is that annoying no what what good that did me later on life and he graduated high school at 15 sorry Smarty Pants okay all right let's go back you're in Texas (laughs) yes Surrounded by, put your fucking phone down. You notice it. You notice when it's my turn. No, to talk. that's yeah. not true. Jonathan Groff just texted me. I have a big crush on him. Well, by the way, why is that better? <laughs> it's actually I, it's, even ruder. And is he go. Jewish? Yes, Jonathan. He can Groff. pass. He's not Jewish. He grew up like um, you know that whole what's that place in um Pennsylvania? Amish, Amish country. He kind of oh, grew up okay, over there, whatever. but he can pass. He can. So pass. wait, James. Yes. You are in Texas. Is it white trash where you are? <gasps> we don't use that expression, by the way. Um, he was the poor family were, in the rich neighborhood. Well, no, that was that in was a older. Rich neighborhood, yeah. No, I, no, not when I was little. I mean, we we lived with my grandparents in the house that my mom had graduated high school from, and then was your mom smart? My mom, yeah, my mom is smart, um, but she didn't get her college degree actually until her forties, right? Because you know oh, she was a single nice. mom yeah. working. Um, but How many kids did she have? Just me, and then she married my stepfather. When I was nine and so, or eight, and she had my sister. Right. She was pregnant at 20. Tell them about the amazing car place. That's what it's like in Texas. Oh, yeah. When my mom, it was one of those, I mean, it's Texas, but maybe kind of everywhere. But it's like my mom was, my mom was working like at the Love Field uh, Hertz rental car place. And she was fired because um, she She was was pregnant. pregnant? Yeah, Yeah. Because she looked pregnant. So they were like, you're fired. Yeah. Isn't it unbelievable? Like when I was a kid, women couldn't get credit cards. Isn't that crazy without a husband, so your husband's permission? I know it is crazy how things it, have it's changed. It's not that long it ago. It was not long ago. No, it was not like, long ago. Like the Holocaust was not that long right. ago. Right. No, I know. Right. Like I thought when I was growing up, I thought it was so long ago. I know. And, and now like, you look back and like, wow. It was like less than 20 years. Segregation was like, wasn't. My, my yeah. grand- 17 years before I was born, yeah. My grandma Bertha went down to Florida for vacation once and she flipped out because she saw, yeah, Bertha, but she saw the the black and white water fountains and it freaked, oh, she'd I never seen it. I did a college in my 20s in Alabama <gasps> and um, they had an old gas station and and I and they were like, well, you know, in some of these abandoned plate you can see and I go, I'm Jewish. Oh my God, it's <laughs> it's so scary. It was well, that long ago. It's so scary. Yeah. I mean, and they I- still think like that. Right. Not everybody. But James always makes me say it. Then everyone in Texas, why are we going to say it? Well, James? no, I mean, in, in, in Texas, there are, I mean, I, I liberal Texans, I think, are the best yeah, the Texans. Austin, like the Ann yeah. Richards types. Yes. Oh, I mean, great. come on. I mean, those yeah. are like Jim Hightower. I mean, I mean, those are the people that I grew up around. Right. I, but in public, in public school, you'd be surrounded by, I mean, they gave out the Christian church came around and gave little mini Bibles in public school in fifth no. grade. Oh God. You know, isn't that horrible? It's like, I look, that. but I just accepted it because I you were surrounded by it. Like that. even with these impeachment hearings where the 
chaplain goes up and oh, I, know. I know. No, I no. know. What did you no, start up with? Your, why did you get in trouble with your teacher about Christ? What was it? The teacher that was Christian? Oh, I think. Oh, because we got into you know in, in American literature where it's all the early like eighteen right. hundred stuff, and I think what is it? The, Scar- the Scarlet, Scarlet Letter. Letter, and we got into a whole discussion during class about if we're born evil or born good. And I said, well, we're born good. And she was, because she was a hardcore Christian. It's like, no. And the she we got into a whole sin. thing. Original sin. And she got into a whole discussion and asked me to come out into the hallway. It's like, you cannot talk to me like that in front of the others. And I was like, what but, did I do? Yeah. I said, because I disagreed with you and I'm like 14 years right, old, right. you know, but, um, <laughs> about to graduate high school. I know. Smarty pants. Smarty pants. So. Anyway, um, so you skipped second grade. I skipped second grade because I'd been in in a Montessori school in kindergarten right. and first grade, and then my mom couldn't afford it anymore, so we she put me in public school. And ha- so, how many grades did you skip? You skipped two grades I in did, high school. I did. I did. I did. I skipped second grade, and then in high school, I did high school in three years instead of four. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let's just say things were not great at home and we didn't have any money and right. I just kind of wanted to go get out on my own. And he I paid for his own college. He's so not Jewish. He paid for his own college. What? Like, didn't you, I know, didn't you just, James I had so to pay shocked. for everything. I, go, like, I had to pay for my books. That was my thing. But didn't you grow up like you just know your parents were going to oh, go yeah. to college? Oh you, yeah. You, and you had to go to college. Like you it wasn't even a, right. but I went, I, I couldn't go where I wanted to go. I had to go to Rutgers because it was a state school. Oh, yeah, that's Well, I didn't go to any fancy school, but I mean, I did. Where'd you get, go? Um, well, I ended up at University of Massachusetts at Boston and got my degree in political science. Wow. That's a smarty pants. Mm, so. Yeah, we couldn't afford. I probably should have gone to a state school, but my mom's guilt over the divorce made her let me you, go. To, you won out on that divorce. With Oberlin, yeah. Because yeah, Oberlin, Oberlin was like 20000 a year in like the Back early then, 80s. Yeah. Wow. Mine, 19, mine yeah. I was at Rutgers in 80. I started. Where did you want to go? I wanted to go to Emerson. Why? What? I don't know. I just had this feeling. Isn't that weird when you're a kid? You just you want to go to a certain school. I know. You know what it's I really based wanted on. to go to Emerson. It was all. It was all. And like so many comics went to Emerson. Wow. Andrew Martin went to Emerson. Yeah. There were so many, and they were like, "No, you're going to Rutgers." It was two thousand dollars or twenty five hundred dollars a semester. And what was what was Emerson? Twenty six. Oh, Who the hell knows? <laughs> and I just wanted to get the fuck out of there. Right. But anyway, I went to Rutgers. My brother went to Rutgers. Then he went to University of Michigan to get his MBA. And then my sister went to Rutgers. And my father. Oh, went it's to like God. the school. Yeah, it's the whole. I went to Oberlin because I went there as a prospective student. Well, first of all, I got an early admission. Like I couldn't believe I got in as a piano player. I was like, I, I was just so shocked that they accepted me because it's really hard school musically. But I went there as a prospective student, and I met a guy that I had a big crush on. So I was like. I have to go. That was a sign. Yeah, well, no, I was just like, well, I always call Oberlin a gay bar with dorms. Like, I could not believe how many gay people there were there to contrast my high school. So that's another reason why I went, just because it just seemed so liberal and open as, as opposed to my high school. Okay. Uh, question for both of you. Mm-hmm. We know that you, we all knew we were gay when we were born. Okay. okay. Right. First experience. Go. I went to a, I was an all-state chorus. Oh, God. Of course. I got a 6A plus, by the way, in my vocals. Right. And if you were in that, you got to go to this summer choral program in, Al- in Albany. So I went to the summer choral program for a month because you got in for free if you got into right. all-state. And I met this boy named James. Oh. But not that, that James. Interesting. <laughs> Ow. Um, had a crazy giant crush on him. He was, I guess, dating a girl or something. Anyway, the end of the story is there was a sleepover party at our friend Kathy's house on 94th and Broadway when I was, I guess, 16. And 
we fooled around for the first time. But the point of my story is if you watch Oz, he <laughs> is one of the drag queens that's no in way. every single scene. Yeah. And I freaked out when I saw him because he was like, had like a girlfriend and he was sort of macho. And I was like, wow, I, I made him gay. And now he's literally a drag queen. His character name is Fiona. But, but that was my were, first experience. Did you like, I mean, I remember my first, like, did you like go, oh my God, this is so natural. No, I was panicking because I, right. I didn't really know what I was doing, didn't know what he was doing. The whole thing was not, was sort of weird. And of course I was really into it, but it, I just felt, it was one of those things I was like, oh, this is something I'd always think about. I can't believe it's actually happening. Right, right, it just right. felt weird, uncomfortable. Did I, you ever sleep with a woman? No, never been interested. <laughs> well, I haven't. I, just I like, wasn't interested either, but I felt like I had to. I hated it. It was the most unnatural. I felt like I was being assaulted. Okay. Well, of course you did. You right. weren't interested. It was, I was like, uh, and then, and then. I had a boyfriend who um, he was Jewish, I guess. Oh my God, so <laughs> Jewy! And he what was lived, his name? Philip. Oh, and so he lived. He was one of the RAs in our dorm, right? And he lived on. He had his own room, and I would never sleep over. And and everyone else who was dating, you know, because we lived in a co-ed. Yeah. Every other room was yeah. was it was co-ed floors, yeah. you know. And everyone was like, "Why don't you ever sleep in?" I'm like, "I don't feel like it." It was just like so. You would do the act, but you wouldn't do the actual sleeping over part, right? You know, he. I lost my virginity to him, and I. I was like, all right, you have to take me to dinner. It was so stupid. I just thought I had to do it to prove it to myself. You take me to dinner. We went to like. What was it called? Was it called Charlie Goodnights or something? I don't know. That was a a comedy. I don't know. It was this one place, and they had. Like it's right when salad bars started. Uh All you can eat. Right. And so they had um, shrimp in their salad bar. So I thought it was like a fancy restaurant. I know you're going to have to take me there. And then we went to like a motel (gasps) and, um, and it was like Dallas Buyers Club Motel. It was like one of those motels, oh. you know, where it's like two stores. I, I didn't want to. And then, and I got like birth control. It was stupid. I got um, the foam. IUD, oh, there the was foam? foam. It was bad. Oh. And then I made him wear a condom too. And then uh, we did it. It hurt so bad. I went in the bathroom. It was bleeding. Oh, I was God. like, Ugh. <laughs> and I'm in a fucking shitty hotel. And then we get back in bed and Mission Impossible came on. And I was like, oh, I love Mission Impossible. He's like, you want to do it again? I'm like, no, ew, I'm in pain. <laughs> and I watched Mission Impossible and he went to sleep. That was it. It sounds like a good relationship. Um, <laughs> I don't even really know James's details. Do I? Right, go ahead, go, James. Well, no, no. Well, I mean, did you ever sleep with a woman? N- never fooled around, but I would say right. never really. Did you get in high school? N- no. Okay. So, but I would say <laughs> here's the thing. Because I was, so, I remember my high school choir being in Austria. We had done this competition. They hate Jews. They hate the I know, Austria. Well, you know, they're it's, the worst. Well, you know, it's interesting because it was 1985. My grandfather, who was like my father growing up, died and would end up dying two years later, a year later. But he was really upset with me. Not he, he wasn't Jewish, was really upset with me that I was going to Germany because he fought in in World War II and his brother had died at the hands of the Nazis in France during the war. I mean, he was really, he was really upset. I was excited about the travel because I'd never traveled out of the country. But while we were there, I think that's when, 
the, that's when the, the news hit about Rock Hudson. Oh, and, you know, it was, right, I was yeah. 14 years, I was 14 years old. So like right when you're like getting those feelings and it really, it, I, I knew that I was gay, even though I would later like fool around with this girl, but we didn't really do anything. But I was so affected by that emotionally and, and, and really I didn't, I didn't have my first sexual experience until my mid twenties You know, I because feel, I was too yeah, terrified. I feel like, you know, for some people, you know, cause they called it the gay plague mm-hmm. and there's a lot, I, I have a lot of stuff in my book about, you know, when, how the Reagan administration Ugh, didn't talk about it, hate them. but also I've listened to these press conferences where a they're journalist about it. is asking and they're laughing. Oh, yeah, they're laughing, they're laughing like, what, what do you want to know? You have someone to tell us? Like right. it was yeah. ridiculous. Oh yeah, it was a joke. And, them. and uh, you know, and there was that, oh, maybe we are. You know, maybe we are. I mean, I was lazy and I still thought, you know, right. maybe there. this is is God's punishment. Maybe right. we are supposed to all oh, die, you know? God. Well, you know, it's funny. You, not funny, but it's, you say that and I think, <laughs> but it's like, it is true because I grew up in Texas. And right. so you had the combination of like hearing negative, not from my family, but negative things about gay people from the community around me evangelical Christians. Right. And then you have, when we're out of the country, having this amazing experience and you see the images of Rock Hudson with Doris right. Day uh. and you're like, oh my gosh, that's what, that's what my life is going to be like. Right. And I knew I always wanted to be a father. Right. So you have that on top of it. It's like, oh my gosh, my whole world is, right. is now, coming nothing, down on me. Yeah. Nothing. That's why when I think of like Edie Windsor and Thea Spire, oh, right. the fact that they got engaged in 1967, I know. like that one said, I want to marry like that. It, it was even a thought that you could enter that it was a possibility. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know? Groundbreaking. Right. And, and it's, all right, I have a question and then I have to go back. But <laughs> what do you guys think of, I mean, I know we're dealing with pronouns now. Mm-hmm. And there is a part of me that is like, we had to deal with the AIDS crisis and you're dealing with pronouns. <laughs> you know? Oh. Uh, well, I don't know if it's called they're dealing with pronouns. Pronouns is part of the bigger thing. Right. That's like saying we have to deal with uh, um, act up protest, but well, we were dealing with that GH crisis. Right. So pronouns is part of people being uh, allowed. I don't under, listen. I'm not. I'm. I don't have gender issues, but obviously, it's it torments people. They commit right. suicide because of it. So I just listen. It's like I'm sorry. I'm gonna go the other way because like my trainer will go to me like, no, does it work? Like a guy can't even pat a woman on the back. I go great. Let it swing all the way that way, and then it makes up for all the years right. that everyone can get raped right and left. So right. let's be neurotic about pronouns for a little while until people can really express themselves with their gender. So let's let, be over let the top. This, okay. Yeah. So I'm really okay. So with you're it. saying it's a process, and we're in this portion of the process. Yeah, I, I would think, agree with that. I mean, how yeah, great is that? That finally, I mean, they're finally getting, get what they want. Yeah. I can't imagine, you know, it's just so funny because people think if you're gay, that it's the same thing right. as being, tra- it's and it's so like, different. no, they're just, they're two completely, one is it gender is. and one is sexuality. Yeah. Right. And there's, I mean, like, look, if someone, tra- you know, there's so many people with one partner transitions and they stay together. They well, stay- isn't Bru- not even though I hate him, but isn't Bruce Jenner, Caitlin, or Caitlin Jenner, isn't she, uh, a lesbian. Yeah, right. So right. I say so, that in my act. So she's. I say because people. I say you're still attracted to whomever you were attracted. So Caitlyn Jenner's a lesbian. She just can't come out because she's a Republican. So <laughs> it's true, <laughs> but it's true. So, right. Yeah, so it's yeah. not about sexuality. Yeah. It's anyway. So I'm okay with the pronouns. I, and no, fucking I, Lindsey Graham is so gay. Ugh, and I, don't I just care. can't. So all right. Gay. I hate him. I hate him. Go. Um. 
So you go to college. Does everything change for you in college where you're like, oh, my God, because it did for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no more uh, fear. Right. I would, I would walk down the hall. It was always weird where people would say hello to me in the hallway. And I was like, oh, I'm not used to making eye contact in the right. hallway. So it was weird. But, yeah, everything changed because I just – everything was fun. You know, I was – pursuing everything I loved. Everything was music and, and theater. And, and no one gave a shit if you were gay. No, there was a lot of, there was a lot of unrequited crushes and, right. and stalking people nonstop. Right. But nobody made fun of me for being gay. Poor James never had that experience. He didn't want to, he didn't want to be a theater student because he didn't want to play all those annoying theater games. He thought they were annoying. So <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, people were annoying. Boring political science. Yes, yeah, so we never. Yeah, had but I love fun. political science. Aren't you glad now that you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish that I had had those. Like I hear Seth's experiences, and I'm like, oh, that would have been fun, right? But you know, I had to work my way through school. I didn't go away to school. It was oh, just like it was. It was joke. work, you know. Yeah. And but I knew that I needed to get a degree, and I'm right. glad I did. And you know, um, mm. I got to college at, like I was leaving for college. Um, and I, even though it was only a half hour away from my house, mm-hmm. my mother was like, you're living there and you can only call me once a week. Wait, <laughs> your mother said that? Oh, my mother was more like, I'm uh, moving in with you. I was about no. to say, that's so like a, you, oh my the God. opposite oh, no. of your mom. I thought stuff. you had the codependent. Oh no, she was like, you need to branch out. She said, you can be as far away as you want to be, even though, you're, yeah. So they would come out for dinner some Sundays, but I literally Sunday night, was that we had a phone across the hall yeah, that right. everyone shared, and I was only allowed to call her once a week. Wow, um, good for her. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was good that way. But I, the night before, I was like, "I'm not going. I'm not going because oh. I'm going to live in a dorm." So that means they'll be calling me Bigfoot and Sasquatch yeah. and Orca, like even where, like right, even at night, right oh. when I come oh, home. Yeah. And I was so, Poor and thing. so, Mr. Weinfeld, God rest his soul who was my guidance counselor, came over to to talk to me and tell me it was going to be okay. He Aww. ended up dying, getting he, hit by a car because th- he pushed his daughter out of the way. So she was in the street. Oh, my God. Isn't that horrible? How much later? Like a few years later. Horrible. Anyway. But he was right, though. You you were me. I got there, and it was like my whole – I did stand-up there. Like, that's wow. how I – 1981. That's how I became wow. a stand-up. And it was amazing. And then I won this talent contest and then I ended up uh, doing, they did this thing, campus comedy. And it was me. It, I got, I was a student, but it was uh, Larry Amrose. Oh, I love him. Uh, Bill Sheft wow. and Adrian Tolsh. And they were, came and I did a set. Um, and Adrian was, um, God rest her soul, was uh, the MC on open mic night at, at Catch. And she was like, Catch come, Rising Star. Yeah, Catch Rising Star. And she was like, come in on a Monday and I'll put you on Aww. and I would go in it on Mondays and stand in the back and never get on. So it was <laughs> change our lives. James but it was so just bad. like, they told me I was funny and uh-huh. Bill chef to this day. He's like, I still see that little 19 year old girl, you know, and you, you know, you're funny. He's great. Aww. But anyway, Thanks for listening to part one of Kill Me Now with Seth Rudesky. Make sure and James Wesley. Make sure you uh, tune in next week for part two with Seth and James. If you like the show, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. It helps more people find this amazing show. Five stars only, please. If you have to do less, fuck you. 
Um, yeah. Please come see me live uh, the following dates. I'm so excited to perform at 54 Below on February 4th. That's two tonight. Yay. Yeah, um, at 7 o'clock, I'll be part of Seth and James' amazing show, Voices for the Voiceless, at Town Hall on February 6th. Mm-hmm. I'm headed to the Rhino Comedy Club on February 15th in Suffern, New York. And I'm so excited to announce a new live episode of Kill Me Now, a club coming with the Bridget Everett on February 20th in New York City. Wow. Like I said, you can get tickets for all this on my website. Stay up to date on all new dates. Make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at, at Judy Gold, J E W D Y G O L D. You know, like Jew Gold. <laughs> and uh, JudyGold.com. And I love you all. And thank you so much for listening. And as we always say, so long! Don't forget to tune in next week to Just Kill Me Now. Um, or, it's Just Kill Me. Oh. Don't forget to turn for part two on Just Kill Me. No, it's not. It's just, just Kill Me. Now. No, no, Judy no. Gold's no, Just Kill Me. Just, just Kill Me Now. <laughs> oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.